Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Walk With Me. I'm your host, JJ. So good to have each and every one of you here. You guys have been such a blessing to me uh, over the holidays. I just can't uh, tell you guys enough how much you guys mean to me. Thank you so much for liking and sharing and downloading and hit asking me questions or uh, hitting me up in the email box. If if you don't know it, the email box on hand, maybe it's your first time. The email is going to be walkwithmebiblestudy at gmail.com walkwithmebiblestudy at gmail.com Thank you so much. Thank you so much for True Bars of Lyricists and Exquisite Creations for sponsoring this program. Uh, at, we haven't really started asking about other sponsors yet, so we're going to keep it the way it is for now. I know I promised I was going to probably be going to a video format. I uh, just hadn't had a chance to uh, get everything set up but we are still working towards that goal uh, if you have any questions again walk with me bible study at gmail.com let's go ahead and get into today's episode last week we were talking about uh the differences between the gifts of the holy spirit and the fruit of the spirit we're kind of just kind of giving you a, a broad overview of what that means and why sometimes that gets a little abused well, right now, we're going to go into um, some of what the fruit of the Spirit will give you, the gifts of the Spirit will give you. All right. So one of the things that um, people will have when they get the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, you do not have to have each and every one of these gifts to get the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. There's a difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Let's just consider it. Uh let's just say uh let's say you will have you can either have a the fruit of the spirit and having the fruit is something that the spirit produces versus having a gift of the spirit which is an ability that god has given you with the spirit i, I hope that makes it a little bit clearer i got some questions on it last week but it's a little bit different than Having the fruit and then having the gifts are completely different, and you should not, you know, confuse the two. But one of the gifts of the spirit is the power to know supernaturally. And what does that mean? We talk about the word of wisdom. Now, the wisdom of wisdom and knowledge are sort of super supernatural manifestations of the spirit. They exist well outside the. Uh, the way we think, the way we think naturally, the way we think humanistically, the way we kind of reason things—they they operate on a whole different plane. And sometimes God will give us a specific word uh, for a particular situation, even if we don't know the situation. This is why it's important to be yielding to the Spirit. We may not, we may be able to, to say something to somebody that we're not even understanding. And I can't tell you how often this has happened to me that I said something to somebody, and years later, the person comes back and says, Hey, JJ, I remember when you said this and that. Let me tell you something, guys. I already forgot I said it. 
I'd forgotten I've said it. But, you know, they'll come back to you and say, well, JJ, remember you said this such, such, such thing and that such, such, such thing. And guess what happened? And I'll just smile and nod like I remember. But honestly, guys, I don't remember because it wasn't really me saying that. Now, if it's something that I conjured up, I probably remember it. And it, it probably wouldn't be something. It'd probably be like the conversation would go something like, remember when you said this when you was wrong and, it, and that's that's never any good but if the you know the holy ghost giving words of wisdom a lot of times you won't even remember you said it at least in my case i don't and the word of wisdom implies a thought or or kind of an utterance that's directly through the direct op- operation of the holy spirit now um What's a good, a good, epic, a good kind of um, example of that? You know, in the book of Acts, Paul, you know, perceived the shipwreck. Acts 27, uh, 10. Instead of them, Sire, I perceive this voyage will be with hurt and much danger, not only of the lading of the ship, but also our lives. And then I think Paul did it again in Acts 27. And he said to the centurion, except those abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. And then because they did, they still didn't listen to him. Acts 27, 34. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat for this is for your health. For there shall not be a hair falling ahead of any one of you. You know, he, Paul, Paul was not issuing the salvation. It was Jesus issuing the salvation through Paul. When this is going to be different from the word of knowledge, and every Christian must endeavor to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. And first, in Second Peter three and eighteen, but grow in grace, but in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For to Him be both glory, both now and forever. Amen. This word of knowledge contains facts that uh, God knows about people and places and stuff that's going on events things that we could not possibly know unless god reveals it to us or even the person that um is being spoken to cannot possibly know unless god reveals it to them in other words let's just say for example i and and i'm using me as an example because not because i do this but if i walk up to somebody and say hey you should not um you should not use that word today and I have no idea why God would tell me to say that, but that person used that word that day and ends up losing their job. And then they remember that time where JJ said, you shouldn't use that word today. Again, I have no idea why God told me to tell him that. I may not even remember saying it, but that person remembers it. One example of the word of knowledge, um, I think Peter used it supernaturally um, with the secret sin of Ananias or Ananias and Sapphira. Acts chapter 5, 1 through 10. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in your heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Now let's stop right there. 
what Peter's actually saying here is why did you bring not why did you bring us the money? No. What Peter said was, Ananias, you didn't even have to sell this. But you did. Even when you sold it, you didn't have to bring us the money. But you did. So why would you do this and still lie about how much you sold it for and lie about and bringing the rest of it and then on top of that why would you include your wife into this and so that was because you wanted to curry favor among the church folk oh they they must be spiritual they bring it they sold everything they had and brought it to the church these guys are so spiritual but no they were lying to God and God knew right away and God spoke through Peter God had a real love speaking through Peter so and and Peter would just lay it right out there Ananias hearing these things words fell down and gave up the ghost and great fear came on all them that heard these things and the young men arose wound him up and carried him out and buried him and it was about a space of three hours later that when his wife not knowing what was done came in and Peter answered unto her and said tell me whether you sold the lamb for so much. She said, yeah, for, for that much. In other words, he said, you sell the lamb for $25? Yeah, for $25. And then Peter said, how is it you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door and shall carry you out. And she fell straightway and at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And a young man came in and found her dead, carried her forth, buried her by the husband. So not only, and, and that, that makes her even worse, because not only did she lie about it, that they actually conspired to lie about it. Well, maybe she's not worse. But the mere fact is that they conspired together to um, to deceive, <laughs> deceive the church, trying to deceive God for no reason whatsoever. Not, no reason, no discernible reason whatsoever even if you were to say hey um yeah i just wanted to um you know keep some of the money back eat on you could have said that you could have said yeah i sold it for 25 dollars here's two dollars and fifty cents that's the tithe that's all you really had to bring that's all you had to bring but then you decided you're gonna lie about it and so this is what leads us into more of a discerning of spirit now, is it the ability on a particular occasion to um, ascertain whether a person or action is of God? Absolutely. It is on us. It is the spirit of discernment. Is this is this because JJ did it or because God did it through JJ? That's what the purpose of that gift to determine whether that's true or false. JJ's lying or JJ's telling the truth. Uh, one of the um, examples that happened we have when Paul rebuked the, the spirit possession of your little girl Acts chapter 16 verse 16 through 18 as it came to pass we went to prayer and a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination was met us and which brought her mass as much gain for two saints the same followed Paul and us cried saying these men are servants of the most high God and show us the way of salvation and she did so many days. 
And Paul, being grieved, turned and said unto the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Now, Paul, why did you get rid of your Google like that? Why did you get rid of your your whole marketing plan? Because that was, they literally were saying, telling the same truth. They were telling the truth. These men were telling people how to get saved. But, and what we're saying, were they doing it out of sarcasm? Were they doing it as a way to get Paul in trouble? Because remember now, you know, telling people that you believe in Jesus at that time will probably get you killed because it shows that you went against the Roman church or the Roman, the Roman government. So Paul immediately discerned that this was not the spirit of God having a herald for them. So he commanded that spirit to come out. And we could talk about that because then the girls, the girls handlers got upset and they, they tried to get Paul stoned and it was all a big, big to do. And all because Paul activated and, and worked on his spiritual gifts. Now there's a power to act supernaturally that comes also with the Holy Ghost. And we're, we're going we're gonna to take this and we're going to wrap up today's session with it. First of all, faith. Yes, faith is supernatural. This is different. This spiritual gift of faith is different from daily faith or saving faith. By saving faith, you know, the faith that, hey, you know, God is going to save me if I live for him. I'm, I'm not going to go to hell. Or, um, you know, I believe that Jesus exists. The gift of faith is a measure of faith above the faith that all of us have. Now, these sort of examples we see when Peter um, and Paul was praying for this lame guy. Acts 3 and 4, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look at us. John 3 and 6 says, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And Acts 3, 16, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. Whom you see and you know, yea, the faith which is by him has given them this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, what does that really mean? So Peter was um, was going to walk into the temple and this guy was begging. And Peter literally said, I ain't got nothing for you, but only thing I do have is this name of Jesus Christ. And his faith was so different um, in in what we were what we would consider our daily faith, more like a supernatural faith that will actually create a miracle. Has that happened? Oh yes, it has. Will it happen? Well, the Bible says it would, so I believe it. And Paul had a similar situation in Acts 27:25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, and that it shall be even as it was told to me. So you're going to be working a miracle. Now, will all your miracles, every time you touch somebody, would that would that mean that you're going to be, you know, working and healing people and raising people out of the, their coffins? Not necessarily. 
this is a supernatural release of God's power through a person's life to affect immediate supernatural events. And I've seen this happen. I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs. I myself am a product of that. Not getting out of a wheelchair. I, When I was in the military, I had a bad back. And I was like 20 years old. And I could, I had back spasms and I had all kinds of things going on in my back. And I was praying. And I was just praying for the Holy Ghost. And the guy came and the preacher came and laid hands on me. And next thing I know, my back was completely healed. I didn't even realize it for like the first three days. I just thought it was just me having the Holy Ghost. But my back was healed. Um, and this, these are kind of things that events that cannot be explained by natural law. Now, I'm not saying that, please understand, I'm not saying don't go to any doctors. I'm not saying don't take any medicine. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is like the doctors, some doctors has told you, hey, you'll never walk again. We can't figure out what's wrong with you. And all of a sudden, bam, it's nothing wrong with you because God healed you. Or, hey, you've got cancer and you got stage four cancer. You've got six months to live. And here you are realizing that, you know, that's been 15 years ago and you're still walking around and symptom free. This is what I'm talking about when I say supernatural, because there's no way to really explain this in way of a man's doing. Well, you know, I took this and I ate that. No, God healed you. Now, one of the, we talk about, you know, raised people out of coffins and stuff like that. R Lazarus was not the only person to be raised out of a coffin. We have in Acts, we have uh, Dorcas and Eutychus. I know I'm going to pronounce that wrong. Eutychus, however, pronounce that wrong. They were brought back to live uh, to life with special miracles in Paul's ministry at Ephesus. Acts 9 37. It came to pass in those days when she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in the upper chamber. Verse 40. And Peter put them all forth. Took, put them all, I mean, Paul put them all out. Peter put them all out. Put them all out. And kneeled down and prayed, and turning into the body, and said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. So this is not this um one or two things that's happened. Um, Acts chapter uh, 20, 9 and 10. And there sat in a window of a certain young man named Eutychus, having fallen into a deep sleep. For, and as long as Paul long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. He fell out of a window from the third floor and was taken and he was dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embraced him, said, Trouble out yourself, and his life is in, is in him. Acts 19, 11 and 12. For God wrought special miracles with the hand of Paul, so that his body, from his body, were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. In other words, they brought, uh, took pieces of cloth off of him, and the diseases departed from them when they laid their, laid these pieces of cloth or napkins on him. I know I bumbled that up. So basically what they were doing was when Paul died, they had like pieces of cloth and they took pieces of cloth from Paul's body and they would go and they would lay it on people. They, that cloth, 
onto sick people or onto diseased people and onto people who were possessed with devils and stuff like that and they would actually uh, cause those spirits to disappear these Jesus to disappear and this was something that was clueless you could not even explain this except you could say that it was the kingdom of God it was God doing this so please understand that these are are these spiritual gifts um, and these are there's also gifts of healing where people were, were healed we're going to talk more about that the gifts of healing are plural. They, now, they refer to special healings and, and various types performed by God. Now, when the healing of, when a, the gift healings are in operation, God will usually remove the cause of disease or affliction so that the healing follows. So if you, if, if God heals you of diabetes, he's not going to leave you in a position to get diabetes again. You see what I'm saying? He's not going to leave your body in a position to get it again. Um, in other words, he, he'll fix your liver or whatever it is that's causing a diabetic situation. Acts 5 and 16. There came a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them were, were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one, 8 and 7. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many were taken with palsies and that were laid were healed. We're talking about the muscles being rebuilt, the bones being straightened. And these are the kind of miracles that were actually happening. And this, you know, and just because um, Jesus went, Jesus is gone, but Jesus is, the fleshly body of Jesus is gone doesn't mean that these things cannot continue to happen because we have the Holy Ghost, the same spirit of God who's in us. No, that does not make us God. Let's let's just stop right there. That does not make us God. It only makes us saved and have the Holy Ghost and have the spirit of God within us. We are not God. If God decides that person does not get healed, then we can pray until we can pray until next church service. It ain't gonna happen. We could pray until our tongues fall out and ties our shoes. It ain't gonna happen. God decides who's gonna heal. The only thing we could do is pray about it. And because God is the one working the miracles, not us. And I know sometimes we get that confused, but that leads to a lot of faith issues too, because it's God that does the work. All right. Uh, we're going to be wrapped this up today. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you all so much for being with us. We ask that you go ahead and share. Tell everybody about it. If you have any questions, make sure you uh, hit us in the email box. Uh, Walk with me, Bible study at gmail.com. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. True. Uh. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me your reason. Give me your reason. I got this spread a little words of a genius. Words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. Who the leader. 
Be a tool for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me your reason.